Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti, host of the Music You're Missing podcast. I know a lot of our listeners are artists themselves, so I wanted to tell you guys about Boost Collective, the music distribution platform that actually gets you heard. Every release distributed through their platform automatically gets pitched to engage playlists, and if your song is good, you'll have new people listening to your music within days of its release. With Boost Collective, you're able to unleash your music to editorials and Spotify playlists, all while staying independent, and my favorite part, keeping 100% of your earnings. Boost Collective is currently invite-only, but you know I got you covered with an invite link. Not only will Music You're Missing listeners get access to the platform, but they'll also get prioritized for free music promotion, which is valued at $100 if they distribute a new release or move over an old release within the next 14 days. All you have to do is sign up through the special link in the show notes or in our Instagram bio and release the song. Again, you can find that link in our show notes or check our Instagram bio at Music You're Missing. Welcome to Music You're Missing, the modern radio station. After years of working in radio, I realized something wasn't clicking. There were so many artists that mainstream media just weren't giving proper treatment to, so I sought to change that, and Music You're Missing was born. From just starting out to signed, this interview-style podcast highlights artists you don't want to miss. Follow along to the regularly updated Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to discover even more can't-miss tracks. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and today we are in studio with Lizewo. Guys, I'm not going to front. Lizewo just left the studio, and I think I can 100% certainly say they were my favorite artists I've ever had in studio. They were so fun. Their manager, Cameron Loki, crashed the interview, which you will hear <laughs> shortly. Um, but they have such a cool story. I, I found them through TikTok. They have this track called Till You Hate Me. And it really just reminded me of the music that got me into music in the first place. Like, kind of sounded like a modern take on Magic Man, Churches of Monsters and Men, like Passion Pit, kind of all wrapped up into one. And I've been following them ever since. And I saw that they were playing at a Big Night venue. And for context, Music You're Missing is produced by Big Night Media here in Boston. Um, They're playing at the Grand tonight. So I was like, oh my God. (laughs) They've got to come in the studio, of course. Uh, So they did right before their set. And it was so freaking fun. And I'm super stoked because I'm literally about to leave the studio and head to their show at the Grand. So I'm getting freaky tonight. Right, Peter? (laughs) Producer Peter's off mic being like, shut up. I want to go home. Um, Anyhow, they just dropped a brand new track. It is called Keep Your Head Up. And it is streaming at the number one spot on the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist right now. So go check it out. They're beautiful faces. And honestly, they are a pretty good looking trio, if I will say so myself. Um, Their faces are on the cover of the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist right now. While you're there, you know the drill. Rate us five stars. Follow us on Instagram. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to shut up now and run the interview back. Without further ado, here is Lazewo in the Music You're Missing studio. We are joined with Lizewo. Welcome, guys. How you doing? Yeah. Stoked to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having great. us. Of course. It's been uh, great getting a chat with you before we hit record um, already. Not going to lie. Um, for the listeners at home, can you just run through your first names on the mic? I am Matthew. I'm Kiki. I'm Justin. Welcome, welcome. So we're here in Boston. You've got a show tonight. Have you you've been to Boston before just once? Yeah, yeah, we came to Boston. We played at um, the Fenway, the MGM. MGM. The yeah. Sick yeah. venue. Also great. Like, that's a great size. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. yeah, we were yeah. opening, but it was, a, it was a great time for the two friends, guys. Yeah. yeah. I think we were, we were here for literally less than 24 hours, though. We went straight from, like, landing to sound check, and then 
checking out at like 8 a.m. the next day. So we haven't had like Very a proper shit. Boston experience. Did you get to see Fenway Park at least? Not no, even. We didn't. No, no we way. In the building didn't get to see it. Yeah, we pictured us like we thought we were like gonna be walking, at, like yeah. walking around home plate or something. And then here you are, you guys are back, and I'm stealing you from the. Yeah, studio, yeah. So. yeah. sorry guys. Here. But you're in, um, obviously playing at the Grand tonight, so you're in Seaport. Totally different vibe of Boston. Really? It's like the fancy pants part of Boston. Super it new, super like modern. Yeah. yeah. The Grand's lit though. That is such a great venue. Cool. But how are you guys feeling? Like, is it weird to just come play to an audience that honestly you, you haven't necessarily played too much in front of? I think it's pretty cool. I mean, especially seeing them like sing our lyrics and like having that moment with these complete straight. Like, you know, you get a little bit worried before you go on. Yeah. And then you just see like a whole group of people singing along with Kiki. And I, that moment kind of hits you like, okay, these are our fans and it, it feels good. Yeah. yeah. And even if there's like one or two people that know it makes it worth it yeah 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 it's, yeah it's always such an interesting experience like yeah doing like a headline type show in the city for the first time like we kind of talked about beforehand like we have no idea like what the fan base is going to be out here because yeah. yeah, it's our first like headline show in boston so yeah the anticipation is real for sure but it's always so exciting man but, i'm so excited just to go myself like and go. i'm not even capping right now like i'm not <laughs> trying to like get on your good side i have so many friends coming to the show like i think my Sick. guest list is like 14 Let's so go. and it's just my homies um we're pre-gaming my house you you so come. Dude, we'll be there oh. on, what's the address Let's go. Uh, um but the the reason I'm such a fan is because I, I found you guys on TikTok. I heard Till You Hate Me, um, and I was telling you guys before a little bit, it reminded me of the music that got me into music in the first place. And, like, the lyrics, like, I'm back at 17. It's really felt like I was back at 17, specifically in my 2002 Buick Century. <laughs> um, would kind of love to hear, like, how how did you channel that sound and, like, what kind of tunes were you jamming when you were 17? Yeah, with, with that song specifically. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so for that one, we had the Justin and I made the instrumental first, and at the time we were listening to a lot of like MGMT, Passion Pit, like M eighty three and stuff. So we we're messing with those kind of like real like like um, analog synths and like that. So that synth lead was kind of like what we based the sound the song off of, which had that kind of nostalgia of like early two thousand tens electronic music. Yeah, and then yeah, Kiki just came in and wrote absolute fire chorus over it, <laughs> yeah. and it was. With it, like, captured, like, that same nostalgia, like, as the song did sonically. Which yeah. Is, uh, but then, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, just on social media and stuff, the vibe lately has been, like, that nostalgia and, like, remembering your teenage years and that, like, no matter how old you get, nobody knows what they're doing and everyone still feels like a teenager in some ways. So then that's where the lyrics came from. But when I was a teenager, I was listening to, like, I didn't really listen to electronic music. I was listening to like the Kooks and Tom O'Dell and a lot of Coldplay and like cool. just indie bands kind of. Yeah, that has like more lyricism. Interesting. Well, yeah. that kind of that's kind of a great like dynamic that you guys have then. Yeah. So do you, that's actually an interesting question. So are you on the mic the whole set? And you guys are on the? Yeah. Wow, I don't think I've ever seen a EDM set like that before. Like. Yeah, because not many people have, like, one singer that's, like, a constant. It's usually, like, yeah. on one track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for our, for, like, our live sets where we do, where, like, Justin and I do, like, live instrumentation, like, keys and drums and stuff, and mm -hmm. then that's more of, like, a concert feel where Kiki's mm -hmm. singing the whole time. We're doing, like, all of our originals. But, like, for our club sets and whatnot, like, what we're doing tonight, well, that's, like, a longer form set where we do, we, Justin and I DJ other music as well. So it's yeah. not, like, just. So then I kind of like, hop off and off. Yeah. 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 
Cool, cool. What uh, what kind of other artists are you putting in the set? Like, what what music gets you gets you going? Dude, we recently have been diving into some progressive house and bring, oh. bringing that back. We think like that kind of realm of EDM matches the kind of like melodic and euphoric sound that we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've we've ex- we've experimented with the, like bring a lot of different genres into um into our DJ sets to kind of match our own stuff. But it we it's yeah it's all over. We do. Swatch of genres, yeah. We have the Black Eyed Peas in there. We do. We do, yeah. Will I Am makes an appearance. We switch it up all the time, though. It's like whatever we like in that moment, we'll try it out. And then, yeah, like our set today might be different than the set tomorrow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I uh, I've been into French EDM lately. I don't know if you're if you're in the in the educate me. (laughs) Bon and Tender. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Super sick. Just saw them in Brooklyn actually at Brooklyn Steel. Funky like Poli Pon. Sorry, I oh, didn't yeah. need to say that in Spanish, but I did. Polo and Pan. <laughs> Polo y Pan. Uh, um, but anyhow, I totally just derailed the conversation we were talking about Till You Hate Me. Um, yeah, this kind of like vibe is persistent through your through your music, like yeah. that kind of nostalgia feeling. So like, I guess kind of why? Like, why do you think you gravitate towards that sound so much? Especially where you said, you know, you don't even, you were on the come up, you weren't even listening to that kind of music. I, th- I think the sound and why we like it is exactly what you said. It's like what made you first fall in love with that genre and that music. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what got me into EDM and, and him into EDM in the beginning. And it's just like we fell in love with that. And we kind of wanted, like, a lot of people have kind of switched up and changed their sound and tried to progress, which is awesome. But I don't know. We love the nostalgia from it. And yeah, like, we want to bring it sure. back, but in a more, you know, more up to date, like, in current way. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just absolutely love melody and chord progressions that make you feel things. And yeah, I think that's I like kind of like at the. Yeah. Yeah, it's like at the heart of every song we try to make. Dude, like, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like even if we start off making something in a different direction, it always ends up <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that same vibe because so we true. just gravitate yeah. towards it, like the big chords and yeah, yeah. fun melodies. And we, and we all come from like such different backgrounds as far as music taste goes. Like we all listen to such such different things. And yeah. I think that like, plays to our advantage in a way because we, we're bringing so many different angles and mindsets to the table. Like when we sit down to yeah. make a song, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if us three like it from two, like three different backgrounds, and we think like all exactly. the world will like it too. Yeah, yeah. That's what Justin always says. Like at the end, if there's if it gets to the point, if a song gets to the point where all three of us like it, then we know it's going to be like a great song because like yeah, we're bringing so many different perspectives to the table. Yeah, so. I feel like you're the stuff that you do. I know I keep mentioning it's nostalgic, but it's also like super unique and, and new. It might like hit on that, but it's definitely like exists in its own realm. And also like you're dynamic. You got a live singer. I just think you guys are so fucking cool. Oh, <laughs> we think you're so fucking cool. Uh, um, <laughs> but we talked about the grand. I want to talk about some of your other shows because you've been hitting that festival circuit. You played EDC, Splash House. Congrats. Um, Thanks. Walk me through EDC. Is that, I mean, it seems like a wild ass time. Was it chaotic? Was it stressful? Was it fun? All the above? It was, yeah, I'd say all of the above. It was really fun. It was definitely like the biggest stage we've played on by far. Yeah. Um, So that was a little bit daunting, but, and like during sound check, it was like torrential rain. Yeah, yeah that, that was crazy. Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of a mission to get everything together, but it was really fun. The vibe was great. After our set, we like met a bunch of fans in the crowd. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was a surreal <laughs> experience. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you're holding back a story of what yeah. happened maybe after ADC. After no, no, that was, no, no, I got it. No, no. Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> Matt's okay, birthday okay. that weekend. Was oh, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, Matt played ADC. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so much fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, how is it different playing 
gigs like you know a festival versus a headline set is it is it different yeah it's different um especially something like that because there'll be people on the rail you'll have your massive headliners at towards the end like zed's dead and excision and there's people who come early and just like sit on the rail waiting for them Mm -hmm. so you kind of got you got to like kind of build like like they might not know you at all and then they see us come out three of us kiki singing they're like what is this but uh, it's headline shows like most of the people, 90% of the people there know who you are, love your music, and they're already on your side. So I guess it's just getting the other crowds and the other fans like who come from the people after us to like yeah. mess with us. And yeah. yeah. That's so true. Wow. <laughs> very well wow. said. We lived it. <laughs> oh you couldn't have said that any better. <laughs> uh, did, had you guys gone as like fans before? Was that your first time there? No. Um, I've always wanted to go to EDC since back when it was in um, Vegas, or back when it was in LA, uh, and before they moved it to Vegas. So I've like, oh, I, I grew up like I can't wait to go to EDC. And then when I started making music, I'm like, I'm gonna wait until we play it. So yeah. I waited, and then it took took some years. But I mean, it, yeah, it was so, so worth it. Good for you, setting yeah. goals and yeah. also <laughs> accomplishing them. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Get to learn a few things. Proud of you. Um, that's dope because I was supposed to work that EDM show. I mean, the EDM. What, what did I just call it? EDC. But unfortunately, <laughs> I got another job. <laughs> but wow. I was really excited. Because wow. um, I have never been to, like, EDC. I've never been to a full-blown EDM festival. I've been to a bunch of festivals, but never, like, full-blown yeah. EDM. And I know that that's a whole other realm. Yeah. It was crazy. It was gorgeous, though. Like, all the stages were just done yeah. so well. And, like, the main stage, we spent... Because we went a little bit early because it was, like, a birthday weekend. And we wanted to experience the festival. And we spent so long trying to figure out how they did that main stage. Mm-hmm. And then we finally found out, am I allowed to say? Is it like an industry secret? It's chiseled out of granite. <laughs> it's full it's a marble. massive granite slab. <laughs> but yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. And seeing other artists, like yeah. we want to be there one day. So it's cool to see. Yeah. What was the, What's the industry secret? Oh, it's inflatable. <laughs> yeah, we said no. Yeah, we didn't know like the massive like, like the big festival thing. stages are like they're all inflatables. We were like, how do they do that? Impressive, nonetheless. But and it makes Wait, sense. I'm, I'm not understand. Like the where the like lighting the decoration. Is from? Oh, like, some some of them. There's this the the main stage at that one. That yeah. was like this uh, massive yeah. thing. It was inflatable, which it doesn't look like at it's all. Like, it's like like mermaids and like crazy. Yeah, it's like so cool. Shit yeah. and flower. Like it's massive blow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have more festivals lined up this summer? That you can share. I don't know if you're allowed to share. I mean, the only thing announced right now is we're doing the day party for Coachella. It's in Palm yeah, Springs. Um, but yeah, besides that. Yeah, I think at the else. moment, festival-wise, not, I don't think nothing we can say at the moment. Yeah. But Ah, uh-huh. yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> I know what that means. That um, <laughs> let's talk about your new single, <laughs> Keep My Head Up. Um, so you just dropped that. You also got Boston tonight, Austin, Texas in a few weeks. You don't have any festivals lined up. I don't believe that. Um, but <laughs> it's clear you're keeping busy. So what else do you have in the pipeline that you can share? And like, how does it feel to have your new single out? Cool. Yeah, it feels great to have new song out. Like a lot of really exciting shows. Yeah, our next, the rest of March and then the entirety of April, we have a really busy, busy touring stretch, which we're really excited about. But yeah, within the next like month and a half or so, we have a few really exciting collabs, um, which we've never really dabbled in collabs before. So we have like three of them coming out with all, oh, wow. yeah, all of them with artists that we like absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're just like music we're really excited to release. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have a collab coming out with Riz Levy. And then 
after that, we yeah, we got Goldfish, uh, one of our favorite. We've been playing it for like a year straight. It's oh, like yeah. one of the funnest songs to play live, and that'll be coming out next month too. Yeah, and then TBD, 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 yeah, TBD. yeah. Man, that's exciting. So, would you guys say like you're in uh, a place in your career where you haven't been before? Like, are you? I don't want to say the peak because that assumes that you know that, that's it. But like, you're you're keep peaking. Yeah, no, yeah. S- certainly, yeah, and I think it. Uh, for myself personally, it's it's definitely hit hard these last few months. Finally, getting to that stage where I'm like starting to work with artists that I've loved for years and years, and it feels like very surreal. Like, wow, how did I get in this position? And then it also feels like like very gratifying. Like, oh, I deserve to be here. This is like my place, kind of thing. And that's but that's been an amazing feeling like the last last couple of months. But yeah, I'd say yeah. we feel like we're uh, yeah a long way to go. But we everything that comes up is like, how is this happening? But it's so cool. And yeah, much more to come. Yeah, yeah. I think the <laughs> cool. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I was agreeing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I just happy to be here. You guys have been doing this for some time. Obviously, not like forever, but like you guys, it's, you're not an overnight success. Like, you, it's clear you've, you've put in the work. Grassroots, like baby. You've, you've grinded. Yeah. So that's, I, I love when I can see artists come up and actually have put yeah. in the work because some people yeah. just kind of. Yeah. very thankful of that because we talk about it too like sometimes the pressure that you feel and like we've been doing this for a while i cannot imagine being like an overnight viral sensation that would yeah. be terrifying like it's crazy to adapt to all the different things in the industry <laughs> our manager would love it our manager would love it <laughs> wouldn't nope. be the end of the world <laughs> But that's something we talk about too a lot on the podcast actually and like we interview artist managers and stuff too is that if you don't have that experience before you blow up, you also don't have a lot of things in place for you to be successful. Like yeah. some people, like I forget who it was, but I was talking to this artist and they were like, yeah, we blew up on TikTok. My my song wasn't even available for pre-save. Like I didn't even know how to pre-save it. So that like the virality went nowhere. Like yeah. you need to actually know what you're doing to actually sustain yeah. a career from a, a successful little moment. Very true. So Very true. true. But you guys actually did with Till You Hate Me on TikTok a bit, no? Yeah, somewhat. The same kind of thing happened with us. Like, the virality of it, of it, caught, it off guard, caught us off guard. And we were like, oh, yeah. my, what do we do? So yeah. that was kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah the, till you, the video you saw was literally just an old video uh, from one of our camera and one of our phones that we've had for months and months and months. And we just posted it one day. Wait, which one? Oh, I, do, I have a funny post? story about that, about that video. <laughs> Lay it on me, please. Yeah, so, yeah, so the... the um, viral video of till you hate me which was just a studio shot justin took of kiki singing i was just playing piano um yeah that was yeah that was just random like studio footage that we had just like sitting in our vault and justin really wanted to post it and uh, like initially i was really against it because we had the, the till you hate me was a song we were like just started working on i was like really excited to like to like, tease it and like put it out in the world and i didn't think it was like uh like the best like first way to do it and we had no like viral experience on TikTok prior to that, so we got in like a little a little scuffle about <laughs> yeah, it. It's cooking. like, no, we're not fucking posting that. And then, uh, yeah, you were cooking. I was like, yo, what about this? You look dope in it, bro. Trust me. And we just like we don't argue often. Yeah, but we got in a this little. This is like one of our biggest arguments yeah, for yeah. sure. And I was just like, oh, okay, like, bro, just dude, just trust me. And then I was like, then I was like, I, I said, I'm like, it's not gonna go viral, but we have 90 followers. We're just gonna get a couple more followers and we'll keep going. And he's like, fine, do it. And then I posted. I didn't talk to you for like two hours. Yeah. So it was then, so bad. And then and then he comes to my room. 
room and I did a spelling error on it. And then he comes in and I, what did I, I spelled machine wrong. He's like, yo, nice way to spell machine. And I sat in my bed like all angry. I was about to delete it. Like I was literally on my phone, going to delete it. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I just left it up. And then he comes in. I think it's because you hadn't ate yet that you, you, you got your meal. I was a little hangry. <laughs> you were yeah. angry. Yeah. But then he comes in. He's like, I'm sorry, bro. I was just, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, it starts it, to get some traction. Yeah, no, it starts to get some traction. I like mosey on over to his room. I like, see, it's like getting a few doubts. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, uh, so funny I mean it's such a learning thing too like no one even now I feel like people don't really know how to use it but yeah, I no mean, for, yeah. we still don't know it's honestly stressful like we'll yeah. produce full blown content and like we'll like go out and shoot it and then it will do nothing and then I will literally have like a text about my dad not knowing how to spell and it got like 5 million views <laughs> we're doing that you're today. talking about that today <laughs> so real yeah. Uh, the struggle is real. That's um, the thing with that. That's I mean, we've had we've posted a lot of like professionally made content on TikTok that does absolutely nothing, but it's the most like organic and raw videos that we see actually doing yeah. things like that was yeah. like we didn't even know he was filming in that moment. It was just kind of like a really authentic and raw studio, like look into the studio. Yeah, like that's yeah. That's the kind of stuff that we found does the best. So real. Sure. Sweet. So, real. Um, so I didn't take my ADHD meds today, so I keep going back and forth <laughs> between <laughs> conversation topics. I did that on purpose because I'm going to get love drunk. It. We love it. Yeah. Um, oh. So I'm going to circle back. <laughs> circling back here because I, I love to ask people this. I'll probably be there too. What, uh, what, is, like, what tracks are, or are there tracks that you get most excited to play out? You taste like Sundays. Yeah, that's like our, that's yeah, that's probably our heaviest hitter live. Yeah, it seems yeah. always. Do you friends. find yourself like when you're playing it, like really looking at the audience, seeing if they're vibing? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those that like lyric, like even if you've never heard it before, you pick it up by the end, and we play yeah. it all the way throughout in all of our shows. So, like even if someone there wasn't a fan of us, by the end they're screaming it too. So it's a cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. It's, it's a good one to sing. It's kind of, it's like one of our hardest songs to sing though. So I mm. sometimes get a bit worried. Yeah, you just struggle with it. Yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you just do that to the crowd. Yeah, it just, there. yeah, exactly. What's your favorite song to sing, Kiki? Live. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard one. Up in Flames maybe, because it has that little flip yeah, in it. Me. That I don't want to talk about, you know, because it's like hey. a surprise for everyone that comes to the show. But we do something cool with Up in Flames. But that one's fun to sing because it's just easy and I like it still. Yeah. Yeah. Good I choice. like it still. It's like the main All right. Good actually, choice. funny story about that song is they met in that studio recording. That was the first time they ever met. Was when we recorded that, yeah. yeah. You heard our song Up in Flames, Richard? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first time I ever met Kiki was... Thank God, that would have been yeah, weird. That would have like, been. We'd have to sad. cut that out. Yeah. No, no, uh, yeah. First time Kiki and I ever met in person was in the studio session for that song. Then Justin had met her like a week prior. That's a crazy story. If you want to tell it. How'd you guys meet? <laughs> Yo, let's get Kevin. Honestly, I wish we had a fifth mic. I feel like yeah. this is, like, that would be. Can we bring awesome. him in at the end? Yeah, yeah like, I mean, feel free to put him on. Hot, we have no rules here. Seat. You can. Yeah. Okay, so we met. Wait, wait, wait. Would you want to? Oh, hey yeah, guys, <laughs> how'd you meet? <laughs> okay, so we met in a Chili's. We were doing a flash mob, and I just looked okay. over. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> we were doing a flash mob, and I just looked over at Kiki. We bumped into each other, and I said, "Were we hey. both in the flash mob yeah, together?" Yeah, it was that Bauer song. Oh, so we knew the same dance, yeah? Yes. Oh, I forget. You know my memory. 
But, what uh, was the special occasion that merited a flash mob? Um, I think they were doing $5 margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. First. No, but uh, I was kidding. I just started working with Matt like for a few weeks, and uh, we were obviously looking for singers and female singers, and uh, I get off work, and I'm still in my shirt, and I just heard a girl singing. She was singing Whitney Houston. <laughs> oh, God, you're still in your shirt at this point. Still, just to give you a visual, I'm still in my work shirt, but uh, she's singing Whitney Houston <laughs> You go, you, yeah. All right, seven. She's singing through Whitney Houston through a window, and I just hear this like incredible voice, and I'm just like, oh my god, like I gotta go figure out who that is. So I knock on the door. It's her. She's living with like 12 other girls, and I'm just like, who was that? Like, I need to. This is a real story, by the way. Real yeah. story. Yeah. And then it'd be hard to make up. Shy little London Kiki was like, that was me, and I was like, do you write songs? Do you just sing? She's like, yeah, I write songs. Pulls out her guitar, sings three of like the greatest unreleased originals I've ever heard. And I'm like, oh my god, are these on Spotify? Like like blown away by it and she's like no not really I just write songs I'm like I need you to inter- like introduce you to Matt like you are incredible you're my, like my neighbor and then yeah we sent her a couple instrumentals she picked one of them we wrote Open Flames together and then that's kind of how we all met yeah no yeah. way were you guys in school for music or no yeah. not at all you were like a little bit but we don't talk about it okay. <laughs> it's like a day uh, um, that's like a crazy circumstance like that's like yeah. uh, it was wild we just had this like really shitty karaoke machine in my house and we used to just play around on it. And then one day he showed up. And the rest is history. With his shirt yeah. on. With, <laughs> with his shirt on. With his shirt on. Yeah. So sing karaoke through your window. Yeah. Don't know what'll happen. Always. Um, Kids. <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> so obviously I gotta wrap up because you guys got a show to go do. Um, Damn it. But I love to wrap up every interview with this question. It's like, what are y'all hoping to accomplish in the near future professionally, but also personally. Our last artist said they wanted to buy a Subaru this year, so. That's inspo. Reliable vehicle. Yeah, I like that, I respect that. Um, professionally, what are we thinking? <laughs> Sound like you had a great answer for that. <laughs> um, no, I say, yeah, on the on like the music side of things as a group, we're, I don't know, we just kind of take things day by day. Like we're, uh, we've never really like set like, like hard goals and like like just keep going up yeah our, our big thing is just like steady organic growth and like that's that's enough for us is, is like, like just to kind of keep on the same trajectory we're going at and we know that if we do that we're going to get to where we want to be one day but personally what are you hoping to accomplish this year uh i think i can I'm still i'm taking over the podcast <laughs> no, like, i think i can still bench three plates by the end of the year so oh nice yeah eat a couple more steaks yeah <laughs> Like a good couple more. Thanks. What about you, Kiki? Um, Personally, I'd like to just keep going on the up and up. Mm, I don't have any more words. I think I said them all in the past conversation. (laughs) I don't know. No, but I I understand what you're saying. You know, like I I think I hit my word count for the day. (laughs) Submit the essay. As I said, I'm unmedicated right now. I also have hit my word count pretty darn close. I'm like, I just want to, you know, be happy and content and keep making the best music. Oh, yeah. Wow. Beautiful. There it is. That was well said. That was the end of the essay that when you have to end. fluff that up was... a bit to hit the word count. <laughs> and what about you then? Maybe do more flash mobs. Yeah. <laughs> hear more people sing through windows. Yeah. But, uh. I don't know. Maybe dunk a basketball. Let's put that That's out there. That's hard. That's a good one. That would be good. I've never dunked. I barely can touch rim, but let's make it happen. You guys can work on both of your goals together. At the That's gym. Exactly. Yeah. Let's do it. 
And I'll work on mine alone. <laughs> yeah, whatever that was. Yeah. All right, I have one last question for you guys, and it is, do you want to meet our pet crocodile, Chance the Snapper? Let's meet him. <laughs> Bring him in. Yes. Let's do it. Thanks again for Boost Collective for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget that Boost Collective is currently invite only, but I got you covered with an invite link. Music you're missing listeners will get access to the platform, and they're also going to get prioritized for free music promotion, which is valued at $100. All you have to do is sign up through the special link in the show notes, or you can find it at the link in our bio on Instagram at Music You're Missing, and then release a song.